The Colorado River Compact was created in 1922 to divide up the water rights for the seven different states the river runs through. As a basis for their budget, they assumed a total of 15 million acre-feet of water a year, despite the river only providing about 12 million acre-feet. In recent years, they solved this discrepancy by adding magic water to their computer models. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. And today we are in focus. Mostly. Uh, sure. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it's just me who just ate then. <laughs> We're gonna try. We're gonna try. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? And I'm red. And I'm, I'm, I'm oh, good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Never and mind. I'm Jan. We're living in the Matrix <laughs> because actually Rasmus was early today. Yeah. Yeah. It, what happened? My mom gave over with food to me. Oh. That's what happened. Ah, skip the cooking part. And for the day, the week, the month? The no, evening. One, 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 it, well, uh, yes. It was supposed <laughs> to be for a couple of people and my stepdad later, but I, I ate it all. <laughs> it Why good? am I not surprised? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. But because I have to stay on brand. You yeah, know sure. What, what, what was, it? was it? Was it something special? Uh, it's the easiest way of describing it is that it's uh, lamb's meat and sauerkraut. Oh, I have nice. no idea what that is. Uh, yeah, except it's not the German really fermented stuff. It's like a sweet Norwegian kind of sauerkraut. So. Well, and that kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it no, is I'm really just, good. No, but... no I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Don't n never yuck somebody else's yum. It actually sounds yeah. really good. It is. It is. Uh, also, when your mom makes it and just shows up with it. Oh, it's, it's the best anyway. Yeah. 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 Anyway, how's your week though, Jan? You, you you buggered off to some music thing. Yes. Um, I Well, after last week where we had Brad on, uh, the next day was still kind of weird. Like on Friday, um, there was like a wine festival in town. So I thought... Again? That was the wine... Well, yeah, I mean, I went to one like pretty far away and now oh, okay. we had one in town. So that was the local one this time. Yeah, that was... Exactly. That was the local ah. one. Uh, so is this is this the one where you described like last year where people are just lying drunk in the ditches next to the vineyards and things? Oh no 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 that that that's something different. <laughs> that's another another one. How many <laughs> fucking wine festival things do you got? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> well, now I do because it seems to be going on all the time. They have more than we pretty, have. Pr pretty much, yeah. They're, they're seldom like a month without anything going on here in town. Wow. Okay. Um, so that, that was nice. On um, Friday, it started pretty slow with a strong coffee at the farmer's market at the local one, and then started driving to Munich afterwards. So Steph and I headed down there for the Ed Sheeran concert, but we did a lot of other fun stuff. Actually, we went to the Botanical Gardens on Saturday. Uh, we were fighting quite a bit of rain there, but we had a rain jacket, so it was fun. And uh, yeah, went out for dinner in the evening, had some fantastic ramen. That's like one of the things, if you go to Munich, like Japanese food is freaking awesome. And um, yeah, the next day we... Is, is, sorry, is there a big Japanese community in, in Munich? Is it like known? Yeah, community? kind of. Yeah, yeah, we actually have some of my Japanese co-workers drive to Munich to get a haircut. Okay. Because there's a <laughs> Japanese barber there. 
Why not? Oh, wow. And okay. of course, Japanese hair is so much different from anyone else in the world. Now, it's just for them to like spend a week no, no, and connect is. with you other have, ones. You, no, no, that, that's absolutely true. You have a very good point. The first time my wife went to the uh, hairdresser in Japan, the, the old hairdresser of the uh, office, the shop, yeah. came to salon. touch salon. Thank you. French word, I should know. Um, they all, yes, you should. Yeah, they they all came to touch her hair because it was so different, and they wanted to experience the European feel, uh, the feel of uh, European hair. So it was kind of weird. I I I really believe that the work that you have to do on Japanese hair and European people hair uh, is different when you are yeah, uh, but hairdresser. That's I mean, what I mean, I've been told Ger- over there. A German like hairdresser can deal with think, the hair yeah, like think, no problem at all yeah it's more it's i think it's more for them like a cultural stuff a thing where they like want to go over there and just like hang out meet up and yeah also, also that. that to spend the weekend with the family yeah, also that's so kind of kind of as an excuse so um yeah we did that on sunday we had the concert which was freaking amazing with like seventy five thousand people wow and i mean i've been to rammstein that's, and that's Ra- too many <laughs> well, it depends on because it was like a round stage in the middle of the stadium and the people were sitting all around it and also standing oh. around it. And um, one of the nice things about it is, I mean, don't get me wrong, like Rammstein was absolutely fantastic. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. Ed Sheeran was very different in the sense of that there were more songs that people sang along with. And if yeah. you have a chorus with 75,000 people, yeah, that is something that just sends down shivers your spine. Yeah. It's not but just that, that they're doing sorry, the same movement and waving. They're just singing a chorus, like the whole song. Now you put it in my head that I need to see if someone did like uh, Rammstein covers of Ed Sheeran songs or the other way around. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, Linda, there's acoustic versions of a lot of Rammstein song, isn't there, that Lindemann did? Or do I misremember something? I'm not sure. I know that there's a guy that does um, songs like swing songs of metals, metal like basically metal covers and swing music. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Like Slipknot and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and, anywho, yeah. Um, I had, <laughs> Monday I had vacation, uh, so we drove back on Monday. Um, yeah, and and just basically relaxed in the evening, and then Tuesday I went to a trade show. So nothing too special. I was just thinking, so yeah, what that was actually yesterday. <laughs> because I've been freaking busy the whole week. So everything is, just, I've been just running from appointment to appointment. Work is still crazy and picking up, which is really nice. Uh, we had a couple of like slower days or half days lately, where it's like half of the day you're sitting there almost falling asleep in front of the computer and then just, I don't know, like five minutes later, all hell breaks loose and you don't know how to finish Ooh. the day. So, yeah, it's been kind of that on and off, but it's exciting. I'm, I'm not complaining about it because this is actually like, I, f- I can feel it continuing again and slowly starting up. And yeah, that's nice. Yep. And that was it. And today was just another full day of work. Got home, uh, went grocery shopping with the wife, got home, we cooked, we ate, and now I'm here. So that has been my week. Sounds good. <laughs> How about you guys? Red. Oh, mine has been very, very slow. I just I finished the project I was working on, like the 3D printed chessboard with the leather thing. 
Um, I just nice. need to finish the um, the video. I have a few hours of editing left, but by the Ooh. time this uh, episode is broadcasted, airs, uh, it mm -hmm. will probably out on my uh, Patreon and YouTube channel, hopefully. And Ooh. other than that, not much. Today, today we actually bought my kids' first um, bike, real bike. Ooh, brand new bike oh, nice. that's cool yeah that's a big day that's a big day yeah. for him so and how much horsepower oh uh a lot <laughs> oh you say, oh, say bicycle <laughs> yeah <laughs> no for, for, uh, till now he only had like uh my old uh bike and and cheap bike that we bought because he's, he's they are growing up so fast that we didn't want to invest so much money in, in, a, in a new bike that it will yeah. use it for like three months, six months and, and have to change it again. Uh, but this week they started uh, um, a class um, on Tuesday and Thursdays where they all uh, ride a bike and they have to learn how to, how to ride it and how to behave uh, on the road. Uh, be careful to other people, other bikes, other cars, uh, the signs, and all of all of that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a sort of a, uh, a traffic safety course. Yeah, some some, some something like that. Yeah, and, oh, and cool. they're gonna do that like twice a week for at least four or five weeks, and we totally mm. forgot about that with my wife. So Tuesday, uh, so yesterday. He went to school and he didn't have a bag, and and he he came back home quite sad because he had to borrow a bike from the house, uh, not the ah. house, the the school. Yeah, uh, and he was like, there they were only three in the class uh, to have to do that, so mm. we decided today to uh, take him. We went to the dentist and just after the dentist, because he, he was so brave at the dentist, we went straight up to the uh, shop to uh, just take a look uh, at the bikes. <laughs> um, and we ended up buying one because it was the perfect one for him and he was in love and he was uh, riding around the shop, inside the shop, uh, not caring for other people or stuff because he was just <laughs> in love with the bike. So we say, okay, let's bring it home. Problem is mm. that my car is a cabriolet, and a cabriolet is not the ideal car to bring back. A, uh, was it a fourteen inches uh, bicycle? Well, anything. Yeah, anything. Basically, anything. <laughs> so, wife, kid, and a big bike uh, was interesting. But yeah, so we did that oh, today. Did you put the kid on the bike and tow him? No, yeah, no, exactly. no, no, no. It would have would have been kind of um, funny, but. Dangerous. Uh, my wife was there. Yeah. I wouldn't have been allowed to do oh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but but slow week. Um, so I was very attentive to what happened or was happening during the week in the world. Uh, we talked about the Queen last week, obviously. So everything that's that's. Um, I'm just checking. Emerging. Still dead? She's still dead, apparently. No zombie queen? No. No. Okay. Unfortunately, it could have been fun, but no. But we have no, child no, three. No. The queen could stay dead. Okay. Abraham Lincoln, I would like him back as a zombie <laughs> president. That would be awesome. <laughs> Only if he has an axe. Um, I mean, resurrect and re-elect. 
<laughs> oh. Okay. You were lining that one up hard. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I had, I had a t-shirt years ago. And then I burned a hole in it. And I can't wear it anymore. So no, you I mean, still can. that you one still for can. a special day. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Um, so, no, but not, not only what's happening in England and, and all the funerals and all of that. Um, but I was, I was spending a lot of time watching the news and, and not only the political news, but also... Everything that's happening in the uh, entertainment industry, so to speak, mm. um, and I, I don't remember if I talked about that last week in the previous episode, but that, but I, if I did, whatever, because I will go for a second round uh, today. Um, there was the uh, Venetia uh, Film Festival, I think, two weeks ago, and this week it's the Toronto International Film Festival. And yeah. I'm talking about these two events because uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, let me say Brendan Brandon Fraser, no Brendan Fraser. Yeah, those? yeah. Yes. I, I was trying to to re re pronounce it correctly. Brendan Fraser, <laughs> I think. It's, yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. Way better. Um, got a six minutes standing on the in. Uh, oh damn it! Um, six minutes standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> You're giving Jamie so much fuel now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, the, uh, so he got a six-minute standing ovation in the uh, Venetia Film Festival, which is absolutely mind-blowing because that doesn't happen every day or every year. Mm-hmm. And he also got a, a prize or a trophy or a reward at the TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, what's interesting about that is that uh, Brendan Fraser is or was one of the uh, most prom- promising uh, actor of his generation in the 90s. Um, and he went to a very, very difficult period uh, during his life because he was a victim of a, a sex assault from a very big name in the uh, Hollywood ah. film industry. So uh, he, he talked about that. He spoke up was blacklisted for many, many years uh, because nobody wanted to believe him. Uh, depression and all that kind of stuff that usually follow that kind of event. And and he fought back and, and he got uh, new roles uh, in small shows and now bigger shows and now movies again. And from what I've heard, his performance in his new movie, The Whale, is absolutely astonishing. Um, so I, I, I'm really happy mm-hmm. for him because he went through a very difficult um, time and he's kind of back again and all the love that he gets from um, all the people uh, really loving cinema and, and not only the movies but the industry and what, what's, what's happening and how better it can get. Um, yeah, I'm happy he gets that kind of support. Uh, you know how um, cinema is important to me, yeah. so I, I we, we have a small idea. Yeah, I really, really wanted to to, and one day maybe I I, I will talk uh, about why it's so important to me. But yeah, I wanted to talk about that, um, and also uh, two other things, two uh, other announcement that has been made. Uh, what about Netflix? Jan, Jan, I think we can come back in half an yeah, hour. Yeah, no, five minutes. It's going to be short. I, I promise. <laughs> Netflix is going to uh, broadcast a new show called 1899. 
um, by the yeah, producer or and the creator of Dark, the the German series Dark that I've watched four times because it's so good. So I'm really looking forward to um, 1899. And the last thing, do you want to give us short pitch about what? 1899 is about uh, people uh, at so it's the people. year cool. okay it's the year and there are people and stuff are happening and it's excellent it's on a really, big <laughs> really looking forward to it <laughs> it's on a big boat because uh, people are, f- are are going from Europe to uh, New York uh, in 1899 in 1899 and and kind of weird stuff are happening uh, on the ship. Um, and, and you have to see the trailer because mm. it's very, very like weird and, and and almost fantastic, but not. But you have to see it. I'm I'm really. Have you seen Dark? If you no, haven't, not yet. Oh, you're fucking missing out. So you have to watch that. Um, I know. I know. And if you, you have, I, I put yeah. it on. I put it on that list from like I don't know, <laughs> two hundred. TV series and movies I still have to watch. <laughs> yeah, sure, but Dark is is a really really good one. Um, that there's not many shows that I have watched the three or four seasons four times, uh, and, mm-hmm. and Dark is one of them. Um, but anyway, uh, eighteen ninety nine uh, coming soon on Netflix, which is a really 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 good thing. And last thing, video games. I also really like video games and. Ubisoft has uh, invited me. No, I can't talk about that. Uh, I'm not. The, I'm not the only one, but I'm. Uh, I, I can say it because yeah, fuck them. It, Nobody listens anyway. Nobody listens anyway. They have invited <laughs> me to test the new uh, Skulls and Bones game that they will be releasing releasing Ooh. in a few months. Oh, nice. The You're problem like, is my internet. Yeah, it's a test run, but my internet <laughs> is shit. I can't. I can't even download the game to play it for free ah. right now. So sucks to be you. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and the very, very, very last thing is that Ubisoft also announced four new Assassin's Creed yeah. games. Yeah, they did. And it's gonna be cool, especially the one in uh, feudal Japan that will be called Red. And I can't wait to play that <laughs> freaking ninja. So the podcast will go on a hiatus and uh, red. When, when is that game coming I have no idea, but my social life will end the day that game is out. At least for a month or two, I believe. Probably me too. Yeah. So that's my week. Nothing uh, very expi- exciting for the listeners. Uh, the video will be or is already out. But yeah, in the entertainment world uh, a lot is happening and it's only uh, i only talked about a fraction of it so yeah i'm excited about this but raz you went to yes. germany yes i did why beer no not only i can't believe you okay no it was uh, i was on make a fair hanover yeah nice how was it now this weekend uh it was good it was very good and it was uh, i mean uh there was free beer and sausages on Saturday <laughs> evening. <laughs> and it was very uh, good. Why I'm not surprised that the f- on f- very first thing you talk about when you're talking about Mikael Fair Hanover is, <laughs> is the the food and the beer. Well, because because it's 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 important to eat and stay hydrated. Absolutely. 
Yeah, right. That's my reasoning, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> because you stayed really hydrated, this is all you can tell us about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, no it, it was really nice. Uh, like, uh, there's there's a fair bunch of the German making community that don't travel abroad. Mm. And there's especially the three blacksmithing lads that I met the first time around yeah. three years ago now. Yeah. That it was really fun to meet them again and see how they've been doing now three years later and how, how much better they are. Yeah. At, I, I mean, pretty much everything when it comes to blacksmithing, um, and that's that's a lot of fun, and they're not my focus. But I'll I'll leave links to all three uh, profiles of them down below, yeah. both uh, Lasse Team and uh, the freakishly tall, handsome guy who makes swords. Cool. You can decide if it's freakishly tall or freakishly handsome. That's up to you. Oh, both. Um, oh, uh, both. I'll leave that up to you, as I said. Uh, but yeah, and, and I mean, I got to meet Jamie. I got to meet Ellen again. Nice. And Kjell, of course. Nice. And nice. lots of hugs, lots of drinks. I I brought... For once, I was afraid I brought in too much Norwegian chocolate. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kjell came, came in the last minute and saved me and took care of it. <laughs> I've, okay. I've been following the Kjell watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the no, way, Kjell, if you are listening, I want that sweatshirt available for everyone so please do something yes. about that because i want one the I second that the gray hoodie <laughs> with the hashtag kill watch in the bag hmm. i absolutely want one uh, and but uh, also uh magnus my old buddy came uh he was already in berlin working and uh he, he came along to make a central as well and again it was sort of like i i talked about it with him like two weeks in a, a beforehand to make a central, and he was mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to go over to England and, and catch up with a, a friend and meet some colleagues. And then the same thing now, I met him at, in, in Oslo at, uh, I think it was like the Lord of the Rings quiz or something. And I was like, oh, right, so there's this other maker thing happening. And he was like, where? And I was like, uh, in Hanover. And I was like, oh, cool. I was, I was planning to be in Berlin and work, <laughs> just sort of stay, working uh, from abroad kind of and traveling. So I was like, that sounds perfect. I was like, Cool. Nice. I'll see you there. <laughs> nice. That was really, really nice. Cool. And of course, uh, uh, no, for the record, when I was traveling this time, I didn't even have to walk fast to reach any of the airplanes oh. or flights or anything like that. Wow. They were all on time and the luggage mm. people were working like, no, as they no. should? No, no. I did what I should. Okay. Uh, and everything else went as planned, except for the last flight from Copenhagen back to Oslo. That was delayed by half an hour. So I, I got home uh, Which is very basically late. nothing. Yeah, yeah. except Except when... that you miss everything that comes behind. No, it's, it's more like this was the last flight out of Copenhagen, mm -hmm. which means that it would normally land like uh, 45 minutes before the last train leaves. Mm -hmm. It didn't. Oh. I mean, it was... 30 minutes planned delayed and another 10 minutes so i landed as the last train left yeah, that luckily sucks. like i a little bit but i i, I called up uh daniel who also came to make a central uh amazing how i ha keep having really good friends who doesn't help me moves yet um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i was i was talking to him and i was mentioned like so because he lives sort of near to me and i was like so maybe a big problem here can you possibly help me and he was like yes of course no problem at all i was like that's excellent cool. yeah and that's like yeah. a 45 minute drive right yeah like from the like airport, airport to your place i 
think I can. Uh, it, it, well, it's with half the bus. an hour without traffic. Yeah. yeah, half an hour without the traffic and all of that. So I mean, uh, he had to stay up till shit shit late. I texted him as he realized he was supposed to go to bed, and he was like, "Yes, an excuse to stay up." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then back back to work, hitting metal, bending shit, uh, playing around with the the, the product that the the big bending jig and shit I got from uh, Metalcraft. Co UK or whatever the address was yeah. that we saw at Maker Central, mm-hmm. baking big hoops for next job, cool. and and I finished hand sanding the sword today. So oh. be, the make the master sword from Sala. Oh. So I'll be handing that off to be painted. Not mine. Uh, nice. Hopefully, no, it's not yours. And um, uh, I'm waiting on the power hammer to show back up again, which should be in a month. Oh, cool. But um, yes. So if I need to talk to Thomas tomorrow. And tell him that I need to meet him before I go dancing again, so I can hand the sword off to his girlfriend and shit. Yes. Anyway, we ha- <laughs> not we have a to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's sort of, sort of what happens when I got this <clears throat> mental list of oh shit, I forgot to write that down. I need to do that. I, oh, I wrote, forgot to write that down. I need to do that. And yeah. Uh, anyway, we have a topic. Apparently, we do. Uh, do you have permission okay, to uh, talk about that? But. You're spoiling all the fun. <laughs> yes. No, it was well done. It was well done. It was. Yes. Now, I, I was listening to Making making Problems to Solve, and uh, a couple of weeks back, they had this whole conversation about, uh, as an adult, you, you so, even as an adult, you still often end up feeling like you need to gain permission from someone to do stuff. And that got me thinking that I... I, I don't think I ever properly asked permission to do anything in my whole life. I just did shit and then got told off afterwards. Uh, but I imagine that doesn't surprise anyone. But I also think that's you? different for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. You're right. So, so I mean, uh, Red, you, when I mentioned the topic to you, you sort of started uh, talking a little bit about how you give permission to your kid to do stuff yeah and I, I guess that's sort of where this whole conversation is coming from that you gain permission to do things as a kid but then as an adult you suddenly forget to ask permission for things or you realize that you still need to get and gain permission from someone um yeah. I, I don't know no you're right uh, when you mentioned the topic i realized that um when i was a kid i had to ask permission because most of the parents impose uh, the fact that they have to ask permission to do stuff uh, up to a certain age and uh, one day I um, as they say killed the father by do- doing stuff without asking permission that's the normal wait, 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 sorry say that again the, the whole thing no, no. Just did you say kill the father? Yeah, that's that's an expression that they use in in psychology um, when you are um, becoming an adult, making your own deci- decision. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's more the idea of the father. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. It's I, the idea of the father. I thought your French were doing things very differently than the rest of you. No, no. Uh, some do, but no. Um, <laughs> it's, the, okay. it's the it's the idea of becoming independent from the authority of your father or mother, uh, for that matter. It, it, it can be on both sides of the family, depending on who is the uh, um, beholds the uh, authority in the family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this expression of killing the father is just you uh, being uh, mature enough and grown up 
enough to make your own decision uh, and and do whatever the fuck you want, even if your parents don't agree about uh, about what you are doing. And I did that very very early in 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 my life, and mm. now um, I'm on the other side of the uh, situation my kid is constantly asking my permission to do stuff even though he knows that he can't do some of the stuff he's asking permission to do uh, in a very very uh, concrete way he knows that he can use his uh, nintendo switch he can play with it uh, two hours on saturday two hours on sundays but mm. Every single time before uh, taking or switching on the Nintendo Switch, he will ask my permission to do so, um, which I I find I mean, very polite and very respectful. Yeah, that's, that seems like a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very good thing. I but I'm I'm always um, uh, surprised, but in a good way that he's still asking permission even though he knows that he can. So the answer mm. is always, of course you can. But he's, he keeps on asking. So he's not at this stage of his growth to, yeah, f- I know that I have permission, so fuck him, I, I'm going to do it anyway. He, he's a smart kid. He's probably laying out a trap because one day he's going to ask you, so um, I'm going to start playing for the whole day. Is that fine, Dad? And <laughs> yeah, you just, without, without thinking, he's going to say, of yeah. course, thanks for asking, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that will probably happen. Um, mm-hmm. What's important here, what I find important here in this um, permission thing is that um, when I was a kid, I, I felt um, trapped somehow in the family situation because I was not free uh, to do whatever I wanted to do. So I had to ask permission and my mother being very protective uh, was often answering no to whatever I was asking to do. Like, can I climb that tree? No, you're gonna fall, you're gonna kill yourself. So I couldn't climb that tree. Uh, So I did it anyway, but she didn't know and I didn't ask permission. Mm. So. I think the trust that you build with your kids is by giving permission uh, to do stuff even though you know that it can be dangerous or challenging for them. But that's also how they grow. So my my reasoning behind it is that when you are giving permission to a kid, you have to consider the, the good and the bad of the situation. So... Yeah. You are trying to educate them. You are trying to protect them. You are trying to um, make them become the adult that you not not that you want them to believe to, to become, but the adult that uh, they deserve to become uh, by growing by by, them, by themselves. If mm. it yeah. means something, if if, so, if it makes something, sense, something I would be of. Like crazy to do, because when when is that point? Like when are you basically given permission or denying permission for stuff? When does it cater you and not the child anymore? Like when to stop? When to let them go? Like I don't want to. I don't want to be the one that has to figure that out. So I'm not envying you because of it. But I well, think you you're growing with the child, so I I guess this is something that comes naturally at one point. It kind of comes naturally and to be honest i buy i i um, base myself on my own experience to give permission or not 
to to mm-hmm. my kid. Like if I know that something, uh, if he's asking permission to do something that I did, it's very hard for me to say no because I know that I did it yeah. already. So it it would be kind of unfair to not let him do the thing because I I had the the I took the right or had the right at the time to do it. But I have. I mean, un- unless it's something really dangerous yeah unless it's something very dangerous so my my experience helps me in a way that i've done it did it do any good for me or was it bad for me and if it's bad of course you don't want to give the permission because you know that the the outcome is not going to be positive for him in in most of the cases if the experience is similar but it can also be very different i mean he can climb a tree and not fall, even though I did climb a tree when I was a kid and fell and broke my leg, for example. It didn't happen, but just as an example, it could be... Uh, I, I did that. You did I, that, yeah. I, yeah, So if, <laughs> oh, obviously. Oh, I, I, broke, I broke my arm when I was six, yeah. And and he, he, so if one day you have a child and he's asking you permission to climb the tree, you would maybe be reluctant to give him the permission because you have the this bad memory of... Uh, falling and hurting and or not because you are you no, also no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still climb trees I don't know what the problem is yeah I still Just I still re- do as well realize that the branch you are holding to is not dead so it actually can support you wait that's what I learned at the age of six see that's where my issue starts <laughs> there are not okay. many trees around here that can hold my way <laughs> yeah well that, that that sounds like a personal problem yeah <laughs> no, I you you have very good point, both of you. I think the you have to trust your kid to be smart enough to know what they are doing, even even though you don't trust yourself in the same situation. Um, yeah, I, I, w- I mean, can I can I also just jump in? Yeah, that there is a very important lesson to be learned as well in learning how to fail. Uh, absolutely like, yeah like yeah i uh i mean i was six years old whatever i was doing in that tree probably weren't smart anyway mm-hmm. it was more like the thing I, I don't recall what happened i just recall me falling down mm-hmm. landing on my arm and then a lot of pain and and that's pretty much it and then i remember that later in the hospital i got an ice cream yeah that's my experience. So that was I positive fell, in I the heard, end. I got an ice cream. <laughs> you got food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Free food. So it's like, uh, but so it's like, uh, I don't have any bad connotations with that. I've fallen out of trees plenty of times since, but I learned how to fall first off. I'm I'm gonna tell you just a short conversation I had with my mother one day. Uh, yeah. My kid was climbing a, a tree. My mother was watching him starting to freak out and saying, it's going to fall, it's going to fall. And I answered her, if he falls, he will hurt and he will learn. And he will learn how to avoid falling the next time. Kids have to, I mean, obviously you don't want them to fall from uh, high and and kill themselves or get get, uh, badly hurt. But they have to learn how to fall. They have to learn uh, by getting like slightly hurt uh, that they need to be careful and they have to I mean, look up for themselves. It's the whole thing of touching a hot stove. Exactly. Like, 
yeah, you might be told that that stove is hot, and then you go to touch it, and it's like, oh, yeah, that is fucking hot. Yeah. And, like, depending on how smart you are, you might touch that stove a couple of times before you realize, like, maybe I should check before I start leaning on things. Oh, my dad was terrified to just uh, put a fire in the chimney, in the, the it's not a chimney, in the, the fireplace, fireplace uh, when my kid was, was very young, because he was afraid that he will go to the fireplace and touch the, the glass that is absolutely, like, burning really hot. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, no, let, just, just, and I took his, my kid's hand, put it like 30 centimeters away from the fire. He felt the yeah. heat and he understood that, no, that's not a place where he should be because it's too hot. Well, and then your kid is smarter than I was. <laughs> and, and smarter than me. <laughs> because you both touched the, the glass of the fireplace oh, the, the, like, and the um, stove? Oh, no, the, the stove, just a metal. Because, I mean, it, as long as it's not red glowing... I mean, you, you feel it's warm. You just don't expect it if you go like that, that your hand's actually going to stick to it. And um, no, it was more like <laughs> yeah. the um, cooking plate. Cooking plate? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it was shining red and such a nice mm. color. Yeah. To be fair, I was really, really young. And so basically, it just put my hand on it. Same to you, right? Stuck to it. Uh, no, I didn't do that. But we... Uh, Tradition in Norway is that everybody has a cabin in the woods somewhere or in the mountains. And you often have these uh, large cast iron wood stoves that comes out into the room a fair bit. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, depending on how old you are, they might put up a fencing around it so that you don't stumble into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in this case, we didn't have a fence around it. And it's more like, oh, you walk and you... St I, I mean, you get told and shown this is hot. But then you may might not learn the danger of it until you stumble and brush up against it or something. So, I mean, I never burnt myself badly on it, but it's I, I, I know I have burned myself on multiple wood stoves. Yeah. To, to, to be fair, I was probably like four years old when that happened, so... You're both, oh, now you're just showing off. You're both amateurs. <laughs> you're talking to a guy who put the middle finger and the index in the power outlet when he was 10 months old. <laughs> and let let let, wow. let let me tell you, it it will shake you up, and you will not forget. I I remember yeah. very clearly, uh, being crawling on the on the carpet, seeing something against the wall, touching it and hurting as hell, and seeing yeah. seeing my mother rushing towards me screaming because. Yeah, it was the power outlet. Honest, I wonder if that's what traumatized her into giving you or denying you all these permissions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was something uh, of that effect. It was probably not the only event because when I was six years old, I opened my forehead uh, on on the uh, lower part of a wall, so I had to get six or eight stitches. Uh, rushed to the hospital. Wow. I, I I got a lot of accidents <laughs> in my life, uh, but it was all me, me doing stuff, having experiences, and she doesn't know half of what happened to me in my life and all the crazy stuff that I did. Because otherwise, she is not she. Oh, <laughs> she spent all my entire um, teenage years not sleeping at night because she was she was scared to death, yeah. uh, and she doesn't know shit about what what I did. So, probably for the better. For the better, yeah. absolutely. But uh, but it it <laughs> makes me um, really wonder how to draw the line with my kid when he will he, he will be older. 
because I will always have to consider all the shits that I have done kind of safely, quote unquote safely, because I'm still alive. Um, but also uh, what he needs to be um, uh, told to experience, to do in order to just be a grown-up and, and develop himself and, and learn how the world is working and what to do and what not to do. And the limit of, no, you don't have, you don't have to do that because the outcome will mm -hmm. always be bad. So taking mm -hmm. into consideration all my experience, the law, the society, the situation, present situation, because it's very different now than it was when I was a kid. Um, like all the regulation and rules the we bought him a, a bike today and we had to buy an helmet as well when i was a kid yeah i was riding around the village no helmet no gears no it was just me my bike and freedom and it was great but now we have to teach the kid just to take care of themselves so it's it's very because of society rules and, and all of that so it's very very different i yeah. think yeah Nice. That actually makes me realize, like the whole thing about permission, like kind of the the way I see it, because I've never really thought much about it. I I was raised really strict, so I there wasn't a lot of stuff I was allowed to do, like staying out after it's dark, stuff like that. I had to be home, but there was always the rule with my parents that when I turn eighteen. That's when I'm legally an adult, and that's when I'm not going to convene with whatever I'm planning on doing. So they're not going to stop me from doing it. Yeah. And I thought they were just full of shit. Like that, that was, they were absolutely bullshitting me because knowing my parents, <laughs> that would never happen. And I remember the first two times I just like stayed out till like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning just because I could. My mom was still up when I was coming home and I thought I was like, yeah. oh my, I'm, I'm going to get near full. But she didn't say, oh, glad you're home. And she went to bed and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Did that just yeah, happen? Is, because I had fights with my parents like all the time about staying out. All my friends are like heading out to a party, being allowed to like longer sleepovers and stuff like that. And yeah. my parents were always really selective about sleepovers and what i was allowed to do and if the others were troublemakers or not and stuff like that so yeah i think when it comes down to when it is because i don't have kids um permission i think one of the goals or one of the nice things about it is it's like or one of my goals is it in life to uh, don't have to ask for permission mm -hmm. for anything to anyone but also don't having to give permission not not being the situation to be uh, to yeah. give permission to someone like i hope to not get into the situation i don't know if that makes sense that's it like does. it does uh, there, there's this uh quote that has has been has been uh told so many times in so many uh, podcasts and and tv show uh don't ask for permission but ask for forgiveness so don't ask before yeah. just just excuse yourself or ask for for uh forgiveness after because it will allow you to do whatever you want to do and if it, yeah, but I'm, bad, I'm, is, I'm kind it, of boring when it comes to that like i don't even want to like regret anything or basically ask no, sure. for forgiveness you don't, you i just don't want to like i want I'm, I'm simple like i just don't want to get in the situation yeah, yeah. But basically, I I'm grown it. up enough, and I'm I have still have to ask for permission. Basically, if I do certain things at work, like yeah. if I'm allowed to 
give that quotation out to a customer, stuff like that. So one of my goals is to basically climb up job-wise. So mm -hmm. I have to ask less for permissions. That's job-wise, for example. Yeah. And then on the other side, giving permissions is basically I don't want, I don't want to have, I don't want to have a colleague working underneath me that yeah. asked me for permission because I just like, don't want to deal with it, to be honest. Mm. Or uh, basically, if usually if you ask, have to ask for permission for something means that people are not sure about it, if it's okay or not. Yeah. So I'm trying Absolutely. to kind of like weasel myself out of the situation where I kind of surround myself with people that know their boundaries, know what to do and whatnot. That, that's kind of what I was trying to say with my kid earlier. When you are um, kind of ashamed to have to give permission because you you realize that the person asking for permission is not comfortable enough exactly or doesn't trust you or trust himself enough to know that it's perfectly fine and okay to do whatever he wants to be doing and and it's totally normal for an eight years old kid but when you are working in a team um and you are like in charge of the team having one of your colleagues ask for you ask you permission to do this or that it can be very frustrating because it, it sees you as a boss and kind of the uh, not not in a good way, like the kind of tyrannic boss that needs to deal with every kind of situation and give permission to everyone in any any kind of situation. And that's not a good atmosphere to be to be working in. Uh, one question, though, uh, Jan. Mm -hmm. um, did you have any kind of recommendation or uh, request from your parents after you turned 18 and you were free to do whatever you want, wanted to do? Oh, there's still plenty of requests. And I know that my mom didn't sleep one night. Like every time I stayed out late and I was still living with my parents, I, yeah. I know she wouldn't close her eyes. It got mm. better when I moved out. And that was in the beginning when I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Like I, I got my first, I started my apprenticeship when I was 17. And I think it's like after a couple of weeks after I turned yeah. 18, I moved out into my own apartment and it got a lot better then. Um, but still, it, it was hard for them to let go. It was not that they were requesting anything, but I know that this, like, my mom would invite me to lunch, like, every other day at home. Yeah. Asking me, so, what have you been doing? Like, how are you doing? So I know she couldn't let go. One of, I think it stopped when I finally moved to the U.S. So when I packed my stuff and I, <laughs> I always made the joke, like, to be, to actually get self-independent i needed to move like six thousand miles yeah, <laughs> yeah. away I mean, from my parents i i get that though because then you were so far away that you couldn't keep tabs on you and keep asking all the time it's not that she was exactly like keeping tab tabs or forcing it but there was yeah always that motherly i mean and yeah, it's yeah. after five years i came back and it's just like switched back to her I'm actually at my parents tomorrow for lunch. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, of course, it's gotten a lot better. But uh, yeah, it was just really hard for my, especially my mom to like let go. And, but it, no, I never had to ask for permission again. The only like that. rule that I got from my, my dad when I was still living at their house and I was starting to go out at night and, and, and see friends and coming back at 2 a.m. was don't come home drunk. Otherwise, you will sleep in your car. And it never happened because I had this pressure of not coming home drunk, which totally fell apart the day, like a few years later, 
I saw my dad drunk for the first time, and I was it was hilarious. I was <laughs> I was dead laughing and and. Uh, but yeah, it, I was, I was so like, you gave him his car keys and pointed towards the car. <laughs> I should have done that so so badly. But how can how can you impose a, a rule to someone when you are breaking it yourself? Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. impossible to to. I mean, it's hypocritical. It's it is yeah. absolutely, and it, it you have to educate by by the example you have to behave how you want people to behave towards yourself and especially for the kids but um yeah I, I, it's a very 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 complicated topic when you talked about that Raz, i told you um that i see three things in, in it i see giving permission to a kid for example giving, mm. giving permission to other people the consideration for me is completely different when you are uh, thinking about your kid or a kid, it should be the same thing. It should be you are considering the situation for the the well being of the kid, uh, the 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 well being right now at the moment of the thing, or for the future. So um, it it's it's a selfless decision that you have to to make. When it comes to to someone else and another adult asking you permission, most of the time you are considering your benefit or your situation or your well-being uh, when you are giving yeah. the permission or not. I mean, if you want to borrow my tools, uh, no, yeah. it, 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 because it, I'm taking the it, most of the people and most of the picker maker will probably agree with me. Yes, we want to build stuff together. Yes, we want to share tools when we are working at the same place but if your neighbor want to borrow your makita drill uh no it's, it's not gonna happen because it's dear to you it's you're working with it it's your it's a way for you to earn your living or to uh practice your your hobby so it it the yeah. the the tool itself is more important than the permission, than the benefit of you giving permission to the person to borrow that tool, if it makes sense. Yeah, I, that's that's a big one for me uh, because I don't have the financial security to buy spares of big pieces of equipment. Absolutely. Uh -huh. And I need a lot of that equipment to keep the business running and keep money coming in. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very protective about my tools that like that are expensive and that people can break by misusing them like the bench grinder and things like that but when it comes to hammers tongs and anvils like like either you can't break them or i can fix it mm -hmm. yeah. that, that's not an issue um also i have spares of anvils and hammers but that's that's not the point yeah uh but it, it's like um and uh, no it, it's also the point of when that tool is important to me I want to get a feel for how capable you are at using it. Because if someone were to just text me and say, hey, I know you have this tool in your workshop, can I borrow it? And I have no fucking idea who it is. Or, or maybe even worse, no idea who how they deal with tools. No recommendations or haven't met them, haven't seen them work or anything like that. Then no, I don't want to borrow anything away. One thing is like, do can I even trust you to put it back where you found it? Another thing is like, can you, can you, are you actually like 
um, unskilled enough to uh, like not realize that the t- way you set it up is dangerous or you might break something, you might hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's like, a big thing. He could, the person asking you, uh, borrowing your tool could could hurt himself and, and you would yeah. feel responsible for him at the moment because you would have given your permission. That, that's the kind of situations yeah. where you feel uncomfortable of someone asking you permission because you don't want to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Basically, either the consequences or the possibilities or anything about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but I mean, that's that's kind of a whole other conversation, though, just the, the, the mentality of lending tools to people. Because I'm very much a part of sharing tools. Mm-hmm. But I want to know that me sharing it to you doesn't impact my ability to make a living next week, next day. Yeah. Oh, you, you want another example? I can, I can, oh, yeah, please. Can, can give you one. Um, yeah. Let's say your wife, Steph, meets in the street an old uh, classmate, a guy. Mm-hmm. She hasn't seen him in 15 years. But um, he invites her to the restaurant to dinner one day. And when she explains who that guy is, she explained that it's uh, from her boyfriend and so on and so on. And she asked you permission to go to that dinner with him. Okay, let's say that's, that's the hypothetical uh, situation. Of course, you want to give permission because it's your wife, you love her, and you can't say no to her going to see a friend. But by is there, maybe, I don't know, maybe there is, maybe there is not, um, is there in your mind when you are giving the permission the consideration of you taking a risk to lose your wife at that time? That's what I mean when I say giving permission to someone else is also considering yeah. the situation for yourself. Yeah. You, you, you see my I, I, I kind of I kind of get what you're like trying to say. It's just like I, maybe the example is shitty, like, but yeah, exactly. Because my wife Aisha would never ask for permission if she finds an old or like meets an old body of hers. She's gonna call me. It's like, hey, I mean, cool, whoever, yeah. and just like, yeah, we, we're grabbing dinner tonight. Like, cook for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but be because like, there's yep. a perfect trust relation between you two, so the example is yeah. probably uh, 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 not yeah, yeah, not, no, not the, perfect. But the example is a little bit off. But I know what you mean. It's basically it's like on one side, um, you want to give the permission. On the other side, you're not trusting the other person or yourself with, like, or. No, trusting the other person or you're trusting yourself doing the right choice. At that even, even, even if you're trusting, you you have the fear of, of losing the person that you love or losing something by by making the wrong choice, the wrong exactly decision by, by giving this permission. But you, the consequences or the possibilities that yeah. are going through it. Yeah, of course. But it's like if it's allowed to climb the tree, if he falls down, he's going to hurt himself. You're going to feel guilty for certain. Exactly. Like he's yeah, going to yeah. learn it's important, but you're still going to feel guilty about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then... Isn't the question a little bit more about understanding instead of permission or being banned from something? Like like with the like with the trees or the hot stove or something, if you can explain to the kid like you might fall down, uh-huh. you might get hurt, you might touch it no, and you, you might get burned. You don't know my son. I uh, <laughs> we have talked about that. And uh, <laughs> he will he will try it for himself. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh, but I would argue like uh 
e- even if you tell him about the danger and he insists upon trying it himself, he knows what to expect. He knows what to look for. And he probably won't get as badly hurt as if he were just doing it by himself. Yeah, for sure. And I think that same goes when it comes to that kind of relationship things where, like, if you just explain to to your significant other, uh, or in this case, your wife, Jan, that, like, this is someone that I I want to meet. And you explain that whatever story you have beforehand, why the meeting is important to you. Yeah. And then it's a question of, like, okay, but... What does that make me feel? Does that fires up all of my insecurities? And then it's like, yeah. okay, I can tell you that. I, I've had this conversation with uh, with an ex-girlfriend where like she wanted to meet up with a boyfriend of hers. Mm. Uh, boyfriend, not a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, the fact that you're asking for my permission means that I want to give it to you because you trust me enough and respect me enough to, to inform me about it. Mm-hmm. If she had just done it behind my back, that would have felt a whole lot more shady. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't does necessarily mean to be like weeks and weeks of uh, uh, of advance notice. But it, as with if Steph were to suddenly just bump into an old classmate mm. and being like immediately saying, here's what I'm doing now because this happened. Mm-hmm. You fix you. Fix you. Yeah. I mean, that's still being informed and in the loop of it. Exactly. Well, I would like she would. Info, or like she did inform me in like in the past when she when she's like meeting up or she wants to meet up with someone it's like hey i haven't seen either like a girlfriend of hers or a boyfriend like guy yeah, yeah. friend of hers in a long time um i kind of want to like hang out with him but she's not asking for permission she's basically telling no, no. me it's like oh by the way i'm, I'm gonna meet that person I'm, we've been together yeah. for 14 years yeah and, and like, we're, we're way past that point we have a really good understanding of each other and we so there's and, and the trust of it not, yeah not the love yes. and the trust is so powerful that there is no permission needed here because because it's obvious that nothing is going to happen and she will ever love you always love I, you and and so on and so on good so, good point red yeah. exactly like that that what i said is like the point where i want to get to where i don't have to ask for permission or don't want to have to ask for permission also yeah. i don't want to have to give permission yeah so exactly yeah. I, um I want to move on a little bit uh, in the conversation, but I just want to wind back sort of my experience growing up mm-hmm. that I, the only thing I ever been told that I'm forbidden to do outright is to cross the big main street separating our neighborhood from the other neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And they explained to me why, because I'm, especially back then, that road was fairly dangerous. Yeah. Not, not as bad as they made it sound like, but enough. Yeah. At some point, I had a friend who lived on the other side of the street, and I went to visit them, even though I knew I wasn't allowed to. And then I got back home, and I told them, and they asked what I did, and I told them, and then looked at me and was like, and did you do all the thing? Did you check and all of that? And I was like, okay, good. Like, next time, ask us beforehand, so we know you're over there and not in this part of the city. Mm-hmm. But that was sort of that conversation. I, I mean, I was often enough told, like, I couldn't do things like head out with friends and all of that but there always was a reason that i was told mm-hmm. like oh i want to go to this party with a couple of friends i mean uh, i mean we started partying in the scouts before we started drinking i mean we had sing stars so it wasn't good either way but <laughs> uh i mean i uh, they, they trusted me enough to send me off to sleep over after that and i mean i joined the scouts when i was fairly young so i early on got that experience of taking care of myself within certain limits like 
all of the parents knew what part of the forest we were at. Yeah. They knew when we were coming out. This was mostly before cell phones, so communications could yeah. sometimes be difficult. Yeah. But I never actually got told, no, you can't. I was more often told, like, we are doing something else that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, or, like, if I wanted to try something, it's more like, no, you can't now, but watch me do it. Or here's what to take care of. Here's the dangerous parts of it. Oh, that is that is actually funny because it's the first time I realized the blessing of the new technology, which I'm always afraid of with like raising kids and like the cell phones and everything. Yeah. I remember my parents telling me to like, be careful with the bike because there could be a car. These days you can just freaking go on the internet and go uh, like watch a couple of those fail videos where people get like hit by a car yeah. and hopefully yeah. survive. Yeah. <laughs> and you just show them because that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's yeah. better than anyone just explaining it to you over and over again. You're going to, yeah, whatever. If you actually see that picture of somebody getting run over by a car, they listen, hopefully. Yeah. Thanks for Instagram. <laughs> My sons know that you don't go um, to pet a bison in the field, uh, even if you have <laughs> the opportunity to do so, because you will get uh, killed. Um, yeah. No, but that, that that's a very good point, um, Raz, that the, I, I, see, I see good parenting in, in your story. I see um, there's a good reason. We can't, you can't do that now because there is a reason, but you will, you will be yeah. able to do it later. Or if you want to do it, learn how to do it by watching me first. Uh, uh, th there is no, um, you can't do that. I believe uh, as a parent, the only rule that you, that you want that your uh, kids really respect is don't die. That's it. All the rest yeah. is, is <laughs> learn life. Uh, make mistakes, fail, hurt yourself, because y you you will learn uh, how to not to in the future by doing so, um, which is um, completely completely different and probably the exact opposite when it comes to yourself. And that 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 was kind of my last point when 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 you uh, talked about the topic, giving permission to yourself is completely different than giving permission to a kid or someone else because the the same rules don't apply most of yeah. the time. And and that's and that's where I wanted to take it next. Like uh have you had that experience of realizing you want to do something mm -hmm. and then someone just comes and asks like why don't you? And you re had suddenly realized like oh I can. Yes, a sort of happened that to me. moment of giving yourself permission yes, or and the following, asking someone about the problem. Yeah, I, I, you get what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and following that, looking in my wallet and going like, "Oh no, no, I don't know why I can't do it. Why well, I'm not giving myself the permission?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it happened to me. Uh, yeah, the and and quite recently, like two or three years ago, when I created my business. I mean, it's not. I'm not, I'm not rich now. I'm not making a lot of money out of it, and and, and I can't just live yet. from it yet. Yeah. But that's the plan. <laughs> no, no. But but you're right. That's the plan. Most of the people don't understand that. And my my mother uh, is the first of them uh, of those people. She's she's always like, oh, there's a job opening up there, and there's a job opening up there. Because she doesn't understand that I'm building something from the ground up uh, in order to yeah. make it work one day. But my wife actually gave me permission 
to create my own business when I was like three years ago starting to talk about that. And I was like, I can't find a job as a teacher. I should probably create my own business as a teacher and as a maker. And she was like, why don't you do it? And I was like, yeah, I should. But I had, I needed this um, permission, her permission to do so because we are family, we are a couple and, and, and what she thinks, uh, the, uh, the plans that we have are, are ours, not only mine. So if I create my a business, it will have an impact on her life, obviously. So I needed this permission, her permission and, and her green light in order to pursue my my dream and and what i wanted to do obviously and and, and, uh, in your case also it's more about you're a team taking care of your son absolutely yeah so whatever accept uh, or affects that team's ability to do the task of taking care of your son and raising him yeah i mean that that requires permission from both of you yeah yeah so in in that case it's very much like i need to gain permission to do this but i think the story you told it earlier was that you didn't even, even consider that you could until she told you or do i misremember no i uh i think i i mentioned it like briefly like like uh as maybe as a joke like i should go full-time yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, but but you didn't really think of the possibility of doing it until she basically pointed out to you it's like yeah <laughs> but but yeah but it was exactly the same thing with her and she she has the awesome tendency to do that like to uh anticipate my my need or what I, I need to do she was the first one to tell me why the fuck don't you buy some leather and some tools because you seems to really enjoy watching people do leather craft and you enjoy yeah. the touch of leather and 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 pelt and and oh, that's kinky. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but we, we were always going to to uh, medieval fairs, and I was always stopping at the booths where they were. Special orders can be placed at the Redsmith <laughs> soon at the Kingsmith.com. <laughs> uh, I was always stopping at that booth and 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 touching, yeah, the leather, the pelt, and be, because. I, I like the touch of it. And she was like, why yeah. don't you buy some? Because you could you could learn how to make stuff with it because that you want you want a leather armor. So fucking buy leather and tools and make one. And I was like, yeah, but I, I've never considered it before she she told me to do so. So yeah, I, uh, you're right. She gave me permission. And that's only one example uh, amongst many since uh since we've been together for almost 17 years now uh that that yeah. she did that like like validate something in order uh for me to develop myself grow as an adult as a man before i even think about it but that was exactly on point that was exactly what i needed to do for myself not for my business for my money for whatever but for myself in order to feel better, be better and and just exist, so to speak. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's a very, very weird feeling. I'm very thankful, but it's kind of frightening that someone knows you so well that she can uh, anticipate exactly what you need. Yeah. Or 
the fact that it knows you so well that when you are encountering something new for the first time mm. she recognizes the joy you're feeling yeah. when you don't yourself exactly yeah. because i'm not very exactly. expressive i'm not i'm not like overly smiling when i look at something that i enjoy or or, or like it might i kind of have this fucking poker face all the time but she can feel it uh, she can feel mm. it and, and and yeah that's that's i mean that's awesome i'm, I'm very lucky in that manner because uh, I don't think that many people have that that luck to have someone that know them so well to just kind of feel this yeah. exactly what you said. Nice. Something to focus on? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Unless there is something yeah. else, guys, that you want to say. No, about I, the topic? I think that's I think that's rounds off the topic okay. beautifully. Cool. I also think so. We want to start on the. Focus I thought you'd never ask. So, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, <Jan>. my focus <laughs> is actually gonna be. Um, actually, I got two. Um, one is the. No, actually, I'm just gonna make it one and then throw something after mm-hmm. you guys are done. Um, it's a let's player called uh, Baradol. Mm-hmm. Actually, German let's player, but uh, talks in English, and he is everything Mac Warrior. So he's playing at the moment Mac Warrior Five Mercenaries and also the BattleTech, like mm-hmm. the strategy game. And if you just like chill episodes where it's like, well, there's some battles in between, but mostly he's just f- almost like philosophy how, how he's decking out his BattleTech or his Battle Max and just using different options. You have to be into the game, but if you are, uh, it's fun watching him because he's just so into everything like the lore and the whole technical stuff of it so it's really enjoyable to watch so that that would be mine short and painless how about you guys red um yeah last time i talked about uh li chi i i I learned that it's pronounced li chi uh the the this wonderful uh cosplayer and and artist um i'm gonna go i'm Mm -hmm. gonna continue in the same vein um, I'm gonna talk about some someone called Joyce Spackman. I, I I believe that's the right pronunciation. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, I I think I need links for both of these. Yeah, sorry. We'll we, <laughs> yeah, we, no we we put everything in the in the show notes. Uh, she's from the Netherlands, and it's uh, her account account on Instagram is called Candy Makeup Artist. Candy Makeup Artist. It's a Big account, the huge following of two hundred and twenty-eight thousand people. Wow. Uh, wonderful work, wonderful work uh, of uh, makeup, dresses, uh, corset, uh, uh, head dresses. Uh, I it's stunning work in the details and the theme and the world that she lives in. Uh, I'm very very into that kind of aesthetic um yeah it's just wonderful wonderful work um so yeah please check it out uh if you like it uh like and subscribe candy makeup artist on instagram yeah i that does sound interesting but as i said i need a link before i can find things like that because i can't spell english okay no problem as proven by brett last week (laughs) uh uh my focus, you ask, is 
Uh, What's your focus, Raz? Banner. Bernadette, I just told you. <laughs> Say that again. I know your internet is shit, but it's not that bad. No, they... Bernadette Banner. Okay. <laughs> uh, I stumbled upon her a little while back because she is doing a lot of historical costume making. Mm -hmm. She's a seamstress or at least a youtube seamstress but oh, she's yeah. done a quite a few absolutely brilliant thing one thing is that uh she went through uh, or gave sort of this um is that also with the cleaning with turpentine stuff recently I'm not no. sure I, I might might be mixing something up that here. might be different yeah uh i i i sort of got really intrigued by her just because of the just because of like, oh, here's a thing I know nothing about. Let me just see what they have to say about it. Uh, and it followed off after a conversation I had with a tailor that works uh, at the Kudorovta, the makerspace I'm working at, who was starting to t talk. That I, I got really fascinated about this conversation we had about like just different fabrics and how you get shapes and stiffness by layering different materials on top of each other. And then I, same day, I stumbled upon this and was like, okay, here's more. Here's more I can learn about it. And she had a really fascinating analysis of why the costume design of Game of Thrones was so brilliant and so good. Like how you can so clearly see how people's alliances shift depending on how they dress and the hairstyles they use because they are aligning themselves more with their idols and people they like and all of that. Mm -hmm. How they use costumes to symbolize things. Yeah. Uh, and the Game of Thrones thing is just fascinating if you want like a bit more nerdy perspective on Game of Thrones. But then she also did that hilarious, brilliant thing of creating a Victorian only only fans, fans page. page. Yes, that then it's the one I was I was yeah. thinking about. Yeah, she okay. she has a wicked humor too. Oh, I mean, she seems so innocent and so sweet. No, 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 no. And, <laughs> and, 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 and then she comes up with this. I had this idea of doing like saucy Victorian ankle pictures on OnlyFans, <laughs> and she earns like a whole shit ton of money, and she donates it all to a to a charity, and it's it just the way she goes about it, and that's it, really yeah cool. no, uh, that story is really fun. The Game of Thrones thing is really fun. If you like just a little bit of his historical perspective on the uh, what people wore, mm. she's brilliant as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good chat. Any uh, other last bits? Jan, yes. you said you... Yeah, and because this, I think, goes out from all of us, because our um, little bill of SoundCloud fly, or, yeah, flooded in today. Oh, came yeah. in today. <laughs> and um, I think it's you for something very shameless. <laughs> exactly. Also with a shameless back. No, we really, really want to thank our Patreons. Yeah, because um, their contribution is actually what is now paying a good part of the bill. Mm -hmm. Should we shame all of our other listeners by naming the <laughs> You want to shame all the listeners that are not donating the Patreon? That, that might be the wrong way of doing about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, thank, thank, thank you to our patrons. You know who you are. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you're waiting on me to say it as well? Okay, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and it, well, yeah. As as if it wasn't stated clearly enough, uh, there are certain costs to running a podcast. Uh, it's not a whole lot in the whole scheme of things, but uh, help is very much appreciated. Also, you might get stickers in return. Ooh, stickers! <laughs> yes. Uh, that's it. Yeah. 
Go watch Then, the Rings of Power if you haven't yet, because despite yeah. all the critics on the internet from someone that hasn't read the book, uh, but still love that kind of world, it's a freaking good show so far. It's visually yeah. stunning. The actors and actresses are wonderful. Uh, it's really well made, so go watch it. Should I watch it before or after dark? Nah. After dark, dark first, I think. The, the advantage with dark, it's it's already over. You can I was watch kidding. I'm never gonna watch any of those series. No, you should. I'm just you gonna should. put it on my list. Shut up. <laughs> you should. You go now and you watch dark, and that's it. And next week, the rings of of power. Yeah. And after that, Game And of Thrones. If you want to complain to us about TV shows or other <laughs> silly things, you can reach all of us collectively at Two Thirds Focused. Uh, also on Patreon, patreon.com at slash Two Thirds Focused, right? Probably. Something like that. It's in the show yeah, notes. Uh, yeah, it's in the show notes. Uh, and you can get me at Rasmus Lowen or Lowensmith. Oh, we can get N. you. Oh, apparently I'm on TikTok as well now, which is new and scary. Yes, you are. And you can find me uh, everywhere on the internet at RedSmith or TheRedSmith or more specifically at TheRedSmith.com. And you can find me on NerdAdventure.com and yeah, that's where all my socials connect to. So not TikTok though. Not yet. Not yet. 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 Keyword being yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Till next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye.